Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome to the show. Today we are joined by Bonnie Bakhtiari of B is for Bonnie Designs. Bonnie's a brand designer and strategist for creative entrepreneurs. She's also an industry educator and she hosts her own podcast, The Brand Strategy Podcast. She also is the founder and host of The Illum Retreat, which is a three-day retreat for entrepreneurs who are striving to build businesses that operate from a clear place of purpose. It's fitting that Bonnie would host an educational experience built around helping others find a clear place of purpose, because I have met very few people in my career or in my life who operate as purposefully as Bonnie does. She's a true example of an educator because she gives her knowledge and her expertise very willingly and very openly, and she doesn't even remotely operate from a place of competition. I'm so honored to have her on the show to hear all of her tried and true advice on creating and respecting boundaries professionally and personally. I know that I could personally benefit from it a lot, so I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. Okay. I am so excited to welcome Bonnie to the show. Hey, Bonnie, thank you so much for being here. Lily, thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to have this conversation with you and I'm so honored to get to be a guest on your podcast. Oh my gosh. I am so the lucky one because as you know, I am just obsessed with you. I think that you are such a joy and that you do such an amazing job of doing so many things, but in particular, setting boundaries has been something that I have been looking up to you for, for a long time. So I'm excited to dive in, but before we dive into talking all about boundaries in your professional and personal life, I would love for you to share just a little bit more about yourself, about your business and about your journey so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit as well. Absolutely. So I started my business back in 2012, right out of college with basically a dream and a desire to use my experience with design and with kind of marketing to really help creative entrepreneurs craft elevated brands that reflected the heart of their life's work through intentional design and also heartfelt strategy. So over the years, I've really been honored to work with hundreds of entrepreneurs across the creative community to craft beautiful visual identities and heartfelt strategies that really equip them to do business well. So I'm a brand designer and strategist. I'm also an industry educator and the host of the Brand Strategy Podcast and the founder of the Illum Retreat. And more than all the all the titles that I get to juggle throughout the day-to-day. Definitely my favorite thing about life is uh, who I get to share it with, and that is my sweet husband, Armand, of almost seven years. And together, we live in beautiful Waco with two super rambunctious but super cute golden retrievers (laughs) named Boone and Quinn. So, That's a little bit about, you know, how I got started and what I do and, you know, kind of my, my personal journey into this, but I definitely identify as sort of the accidental entrepreneur turned, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. I definitely fell into this without foreseeing that this would be my path and that this would be such a consistent part of my journey. But as soon as I fell into it, and as soon as I started to find a space for myself in this creative community, I've just been so passionate about 
leaning into this and sharing what I know with others through my brand design, my strategy work, or through my educational offerings, uh, which you know some about. And it's just been one of the biggest stories of my life. So I really am honored to get to be one of those lucky people who loves what they do. And I'm really passionate about teaching and encouraging others so that they can do the same. I love that. And I know firsthand how, how much you have to offer in all of those arenas. I actually, for everybody listening, Bonnie designed my website and she has also provided me with mentoring for a long time on and off. And now I'm very lucky to be able to call you a good friend, but I, I love that you wear so many hats and you wear them well, because I think that one thing a lot of people struggle with is juggling a lot of different passions. And I'm one of those people who has probably, I mean, it's, I feel like it's a slightly unpopular opinion that you're, if you're passionate about a lot of things, I don't see any problem in taking on a lot of different things. And so being able to see somebody like you, who's able to juggle a lot of different passions and wear a lot of different hats and hold a lot of different titles in a healthy and successful way is really inspiring. So I love that. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. (laughs) Just speaking the truth over here. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about, I I really think that you do an amazing job of not only setting your boundaries, but actually honoring them and respecting them and staying true to them. I'm just curious to hear a little bit more about your journey in that and to know, like, were you always this way? Did you always have these really clear cut boundaries that made you a really healthy business owner and let you live your life in a healthy way? Or like, how did you get here? Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. And I like had to like stifle kind of a cackle when you asked if I (laughs) have always had these boundaries and I've always been this discipline because I I wish that I could say that I, you know, like started my business and from day one, I had office hours and I had a plan and I knew exactly how I would educate my clients and guide them through a process that honored my time and theirs. But if I'm being totally honest, I was 100% winging it. I had no idea how to factor in boundaries into this business that I was building. And honestly, I think that a lot of new entrepreneurs and even seasoned entrepreneurs, especially if we're so passionate about the work that we're doing, we can kind of let the work become such a primary focus and we feel so much fulfillment and so much passion in what we're doing that we're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really you know, mind doing this or I don't really know if I need to have these boundaries in place because I love what I do. I love my clients. I get so much out of it. But in my journey, I found especially that when I was starting my business that I was unintentionally kind of self-sabotaging by moving forward with zero boundaries or unclear boundaries or boundaries that I didn't honor. So then of course my clients didn't honor them. So to kind of give you like a little bit of background, I think I was like maybe in starting either ending my first full year in business or about to start my second year in business. But I think I was kind of closer towards, um, the end of my first full year in business. And I remember, you know, I, I was working out of, you know, kind of the guest room in our home at the time. And I remember like just being in that mindset where I felt like I had to hustle in order to get my business up off the ground. And so I felt like, okay, I'm a new business owner. I have to carve out a space for myself in this industry. I'm still learning so much about how to do this and how to do this well. 
And I just have to like keep my nose to the grindstone 24 seven and figure out how to make this happen. I remember so many like late nights, you know, in that office with, you know, like my face close to the computer screen, like multiple cups of coffee, even though it's, you know, like well past 9 PM, like just trying to go above and beyond to like serve my clients well, or, you know, kind of do some behind the scenes stuff in my own business to kind of like, you know, work in the late night hours in order to move the needle forward in my own business. And I just so quickly found myself in this season of overwhelm and burnout. And it was like this cycle of working late in order to, you know, get ahead or, you know, do something for a client going to bed exhausted, kind of like crashing, falling into bed, waking up the next morning, rolling out of bed, making coffee, and literally just going right back into the office and doing the same thing all over again. And it was just this monotonous routine. And and I just, I looked up one day and I, it was kind of one of those like late nights in the office. And I remember like looking up and kind of just like looking around me and, and thinking like, what, what am I doing? Like, why did I choose to build this business for myself that promised me all this, this freedom and this financial security and, you know, this flexibility, why did I do this and make this leap? But somehow I've built this cage around myself where I am not seeing my husband, I'm not caring for myself, I'm not sleeping well, I'm not taking the dog for a walk, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing so much to pour all of my time and energy into my business, but the things that are right in front of me that really matter, I am, I'm allowing those relationships and those things to suffer because of my business. And for me, that was such a massive wake-up call where I realized that I could be pouring all of my energy, all of my time into my business. And I, the, the kind of, you know, like it's not really, I I look back on it and I think of it as kind of like, Oh, the sad thing was, but it's not really a sad thing. It was just the ironic thing was I was starting to see because I was hustling so hard. I was seeing great results. You know, my clients were loving the work I was doing. I was booking so much. I was able to, you know, accomplish so many projects because I was working like a crazy person. And so, you know, the profit was there, the, the, the positive client feedback was there, all the, you know, external affirmation was pouring in, making me think like, oh, I'm doing a good thing. I should be doing this and I should be working in this way. But I remember just looking around me and seeing how much I was missing in my life. And I just remember thinking like, I don't want to wake up one day and the only thing I have left is my business. And I'm, I'm hugely grateful that my husband has always been so supportive of my business and he's always just given me the space to do whatever, you know, however much or however little I need to do to pursue my passions. But I never wanted to put my business before any of the relationships with friends, family, you know, the people, even myself, you know, the people in my life that really matter. And so that was my wake up call where I was like, okay, Bonnie, girl, stuff's got to change. We got to figure some stuff out. And so I looked at how I was working and I looked at how my work patterns made me feel. And I saw so many organic opportunities for me to build in boundaries. And I have to say, um, you know, Laylee, I know that you are an Enneagram fan like me. I don't know if any of your listeners are, you know, also Enneagram fans, but I am definitely a two on the Enneagram. I'm a two with a one wing. And I didn't know that about myself at the time, but looking back, um, I can see that like my 
personality as like, quote unquote, like the helper and someone who so often like gives and gives and gives to others without any awareness or any desire to pour back into themselves and, and, you know, can be this really unhealthy cycle. And looking back those early seasons in my business, I was definitely like falling into very unhealthy two type patterns and I didn't have any boundaries. And as a two boundaries in general are something that I've really had to work hard to cultivate, but because I've had to struggle for them, I value them so much and I appreciate them so much. And I feel this like deep sense of connection and gratitude to the boundaries I put in my life or in my business, because I see what they do for me and how they allow me to be ultimately the best person and the best business owner, creative, you know, designer, strategist, wife, friend, daughter. It literally allows me to be the best of myself in all facets of my life. So I am 100% a team boundaries convert. (laughs) I love that. And I think that I actually was going to ask you about what you would say to someone who struggles if they're like a people pleaser, which is essentially, I feel like a really big characteristic of the Enneagram twos is wanting to help constantly help people and especially in a service-based business. So being able to hear your perspective on that is really helpful. From listening to what you just said, I feel like you almost had to redefine your definition of success in order to set those boundaries for yourself. So you were seeing that success in your business, but you were seeing kind of a lack thereof in your personal life. And ideally, obviously you would want both, but I mean, that's like perfect world situation. At some point you have to set priorities for yourself and you have to be able to redefine your definition of success. Would you say that that's something that really, that helped you set those boundaries for yourself? 100%. And I think like that, that you just hit the nail on the head of, of like identifying that I think in order to create workable boundaries for your life, you have to understand what your definition of success is so that you can build boundaries that propel you towards that definition of success. So my boundaries, they were great for me because I built them in mind with like my big picture definition of success, but they might not be a great fit for you because your definition of success might look different. And that's totally okay. And that's actually kind of the beauty of creating boundaries. And I think that just kind of like as as a side note, I feel like we always, in the conversations around work-life balance and boundaries and all the things, we always seem to be looking for formulas that we can implement that will be a one-size-fits-all kind of approach. But the thing that we forget there and the trap that we fall into is someone else's boundaries and someone else's sense of work-life balance, so to speak, may not be a good fit for you simply because their life, their goals, their values might not look the same as yours. And so I think that we can utilize so many of these great conversations around work-life balance and boundaries and self-care. We can utilize them as kind of these great resources and and good things for us to listen to and assess whether or not we can resonate with them and, and like a almost extract the parts of those conversations that you're like, yep, I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. This feels like a great fit for me. I can see this fitting into my life here, but I don't think that it should be like a one size fits all kind of thing. And I really, I really learned that when I was figuring out what success looked like to me, where I saw, especially at the time. So if I'm thinking back, this was like the end of 2012 
And I remember at that time, a lot of people were talking about hitting, hitting your first six figures in business. A lot of people were talking about, you know, going, like taking your business full time about, you know, kind of living that laptop lifestyle where you're getting to like, you know, make all the dollars, like sitting at the pool, answering emails. And I feel like to be fair, so much of, so much of the goals, so much of like the pictures of success that we still continue to paint for ourselves look like that today. And that's amazing. But at that point in my career and in my life, I was, you know, chasing after the six figure years and, you know, the like round the clock, um, you know, working with clients and, and the more, you know, more clients equals more money and, and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't actually stop to think, what that was costing me, like what that financial and, and, you know, kind of what might look like business success on the outside, what that was costing me behind the scenes. And so I had to sit down and think about what I wanted my life to look like first. And then from there, I was able to almost reverse engineer how my business fit into that. And I think that for me, that's where it made all the difference because I was able to actually start creating boundaries that helped me live the life that I wanted. And then my business could be this like supporting player in that story versus this, you know, like all encompassing thing that was like draining all of my time and all of my energy. I so appreciate you saying that because I feel like people do look for a one size fits all kind of solution. And at the same time, I feel like if people are looking for that formula, you kind of just gave a little bit of, I guess, as uh, for me, as close to a formula as you can get, which is looking at what you want your life to look like and then working backwards from there. And I think that's as close to a formula as you're going to get that's actually going to, to benefit you in the way that you're wanting. So I love that you shared that. What would you say or what advice do you have to offer for somebody who really wants to start setting healthy boundaries but has no idea where to start? Do you jump in? Do you ease in? How do you determine like how strongly to kind of start on setting really clear boundaries? I know that the ones that you have in place are extremely specific and extremely clear. And I know that obviously there are probably exceptions to to everything that you set, but in terms of just starting to set them up, what's your best advice? I think that honestly, like looking back on how I initially set boundaries in my business, I think that if I would have known more about myself, like if I would have known my Enneagram type as, as nerdy as it sounds, I honestly think I would have been better equipped to make more realistic boundaries and, you know, kind of work on, on healthier patterns in that way. So I think that just kind of like, if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would take a free Enneagram type test and figure out what my Enneagram type was. And I think that so much of the Enneagram like helps you understand where you're strong, but also where you're weak and that can just be such a beautiful, a beautiful like way to highlight where you are maybe prone to falling into people pleasing or spreading yourself too thin, saying yes to everything, getting caught up in what other people think of you over what really matters, you know, those kinds of things. And if you can understand those things about yourself, then um, I believe that allows you to better create boundaries that can protect where you are weak or where you're struggling a little bit. For me, I, I also identified that time was something I really valued. And so I wanted to build boundaries around my time. So that looked like 
office hour boundaries. That looked like specific days of the work week where I was available. That looked like um, planned seasons throughout the year where I have a sabbatical or I'm taking time off for holidays. And that's something that I have always been grateful for. And I, you know, it's something that it, I give myself the grace to kind of change those, those boundaries in different seasons. Like during a slow season, I might have limited office hours, you know, during a, you know, a season where we've got like a big lunch coming up, I might give myself the grace to like work a few late nights, you know, work to like, you know, dinner or something like that. But the, the thing with that is I think you have to give yourself grace. So I would say if you are starting boundaries for the first time, ease into it, because I believe if you go crazy and you try to set all of the boundaries and do all of the things, it's all going to be so new within your business. It's going to be hard for you to maintain and it's going to be hard for you to implement. And then if you fail in one area, it's going to start this snowball of, of kind of like self-doubt and deprecation and negativity where you're like, Oh, I didn't do a great job over here. And I'm now nervous and insecure about all these other new boundaries that I'm trying. And so it can be this thing where none of them are hugely successful for you. So I would take a smaller approach of starting with like one or two seemingly simple boundaries that yield a big impact. So you can get yourself those quick wins and you can see those immediate results and then allow that to build your confidence and allow that to show you that like, yes, you can do this and you can do it so well and then build your way up to more boundaries that you just implement as a part of your business lifestyle, so to speak. I absolutely agree with that. And I love that you brought up the Enneagram because I am one of those people, I'll be the first to say, and this might actually have to do with my Enneagram number, but it's a little bit hard for me to jump on like what I view as bandwagons, but learning more about my Enneagram type and kind of exploring that has helped me so much. I'm a three wing too. So, and that wing is strong. So knowing a little bit more about how I function as a three, like I do, people's opinions of me had really affected me for a long time. And after I started like one or two years ago, looking into the Enneagram, I was able to kind of see, okay, well, that's not something that that's a struggle of mine. And that's not necessarily something that is a healthy way to deal with it. And through reading more about it, here's maybe a way that I can set boundaries that will help me live that out in a healthy way. And so I love that you brought that up because I think that it's, it's one bandwagon that I'm happy to be, you know, to jump on in. So that's super helpful. And I love easing in to, to setting these boundaries because again, I, it's probably me being a three, but when I decide to do something, I kind of go hard. And then if it doesn't work out, like you said, I kind of spiral and I give it all up. So I'm like, oh, well, I didn't stick to that boundary of putting my laptop away at 4 PM. So I'll just break every other rule that I set and it's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a normal like mindset to have though. I mean, I feel that like, I don't know if you have ever felt this way, but like for me, if I, if I realize like, oh man, I've just been in a season where I've been eating a lot of pizza and ice cream. And I would really like to see a vegetable again, you know, like I, I I set these like lofty goals sometimes where I'm like, I'm going to eat exclusively plant-based for an entire month. And I'm going to like feel amazing. And my skin's going to be glowing and like, everything's going to be wonderful. And then I, you know, like dive into it and the first few days go, okay. And I'm feeling good. 
And then I, you know, have another like crazy busy day or something or like a launch season comes around and I'm like, oh, all I want to do is like eat Chinese, you know, or something like that. And then at the end of that meal, I'm like, oh, I guess maybe I should just like, I'm already here. I'm already at this point. I should probably just go ahead and like eat a tray full of brownies or something like that. And it's such an easy thing for us to fall into with, um, with so many things like with, with, you know, lifestyle choices, with like business practices, with like how we, you know, navigate relationships. It's easy for us to try to do too much too fast. And then if it's not successful, it can kind of derail us off of everything else. So no, I don't think that like no one is alone. Like no one is isolated in that experience, but there's hope. You can just take a smaller, like more systematic approach. Let yourself be encouraged by that success and then like build your way up to whatever your goal is. Yeah. I've never felt anything as strongly as, as the camaraderie I just felt when you talked about eating a tray of brownies. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Totally a hundred percent true. I feel like we could talk about this for like 18 years. <laughs> We might just have to have you back on and talk a little bit more about this because I feel like we're going to get a lot of, a lot of good questions coming in after this episode. I am totally here for it. (laughs) Wonderful. But because we like to keep this a little bit more bite-sized, I'll, I'll wrap us up by asking you my signature question, which is if you could share an unpopular opinion on the topic. So on setting personal and professional boundaries, what would your quote unquote unpopular opinion be? Well, I think we kind of started to scratch the surface of it a little bit with talking about how like there is no one size fits all formula to boundaries and, you know, like protecting your work-life balance. And I know that we all, we've all kind of heard that idiom of like work-life balance is a myth. Like it's never going to be, you're never going to reach this destination, this season in your life where the scales of work and life are perfectly balanced. And one is not like more, more heavy or more all encompassing than the other. But I think that like with that, there's, I I think that it can be a little defeating sometimes to think like, Oh, work-life balance. Like there's, there's no such thing as that. But I prefer to look at it as this thing of so much hope and so much potential where, okay, work-life balance is a construct that will look different for every single person. And rather than it being this like definitive place that you reach or this, you know, scale that's perfectly balanced, if you try hard enough or if you work hard enough or if you like set boundaries well enough, I prefer to think of it as this kind of this ebbing and flowing of like there are seasons, like there are going to be seasons where life is more important to you. And so your business is going to take the back burner and that is okay. And there are going to be seasons where business needs to kind of be the front runner for a little while. And you might have to scale back on the personal commitments you take on or, you know, like the, the number of night outs you spend or something like that with friends. And that's also okay. As long as you are checking in with yourself and being honest about what actually is making you happy and what is like still propelling you towards that definition of success that we talked about earlier. So probably like an unpopular opinion to embrace it and to give yourself the grace to sometimes work really hard and, and go all in with that. And then sometimes ease up and really focus on life and pull back on the business. But 
I've found in my own journey that if I give myself the grace to go through that ebb and flow and I don't judge myself, I don't beat myself up about it. I don't try and fit into what everyone else is doing or what it looks like all the, you know, the cool kids in the industry are doing on Instagram. I, I've become so much happier and so much more rested and inspired to do this work sustainably. And so I believe that that has been a really big key concept in my life that has helped me, um, not come face to face with burnout so much. I would a hundred percent agree with that. All of it. I feel like work-life balance is a living, breathing thing. Like viewing it in that way, I think is such a game changer for those of us who have maybe struggled with it. I struggle with it a lot personally. And I, I feel like, I mean, I even go speak about burnout all the time because I've experienced it, but I still have to catch myself and I still have to continually like work toward avoiding overwhelm and overwork and just the feeling of burnout. So being able to look at work-life balance, not as a quote unquote myth, but more so as like you said, the ebb and flow or just like a living, breathing, ever-changing construct, I think will be super beneficial to people. And I do think that it's an unpopular opinion because so many people want to give up a little bit too quickly because they think it is like a one and done. Like, oh, I'm, I've attained work-life balance, done. And then if it doesn't go well, they're like, never mind, it was a myth. It doesn't exist. And so I love that. I love that unpopular opinion. I think it's going to change a lot of people's perspectives. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Absolutely. Honestly, my pleasure. (laughs) Well, I really, really appreciate your time in coming on the show and sharing all of your amazing advice. Every time I speak with you, I just feel inspired and motivated and kind of like revved up. So thank you a million times for being on. And I definitely hope that we can have you back on again soon. Lily, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a life-giving conversation and it's been such an honor to share a little bit of like my experience with you and with your amazing listeners. And I just so appreciate you inviting me to come and have this chat with you. So thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. We'll talk to you again soon. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.